You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This is Lyndon Senior Zach Welch, and you're listening to the Top 100 Countdown on the Welcome Preps Podcast with Tyler and Ryland. Go Lions. and welcome into the Watcom Preps Podcast. This is episode 225, the third of 10 podcasts in the Top 100 Countdown. I'm Rylan Spencer. Along with me, as always, is Tyler Anderson of Watcom Preps. Tyler, how are we doing? <laughs> doing good, Rylan. Uh, yeah, these, these countdowns are... This is where it starts getting crazy because you start getting into the upper half now and you start seeing names where it's kind of like, really? And what's cool about this is there's a it's a good group of guys that are kind of veterans of Whatcom County, along with guys that just kind of came out of nowhere and had a huge years. So it's a fun group here. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, what do we got here? Three sophomores, bunch of juniors in this one, bunch mm-hmm. of them. Um, and you know what? We might hit all of the teams here. Seahome, Blaine, Mount Baker, Linden, Linden Christian. Blaine, Seahome, Ferndale, Meridian, Nooksack. Only one we're not talking about that I see. We're not talking about anybody from Squalicum, it doesn't look like. Oh, okay. That being said, Tyler, we do need to give a thank you to young man Zach Welch out of Linden. Which I guess kind of gives it away. We'll be talking about him here in a few minutes. But we also need to say thanks to Anytime Fitness for their continued support. They are the sponsors of the Top 100 Countdown. Uh, you can visit any of their three locations in Ferndale, Linden, or Linden North. <clears throat> Tell them Whatcom Prep sent you. I won't get you anything special, but, uh, yeah, I mean, other than maybe a weird look, like, what? <laughs> Whatcom Preps? What, what do you, what depends, do you... depends who you talk to. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, maybe there's, like, a former player that listens that is running the front desk. That's right. You never know. I don't know. I don't know anybody at those three locations. I don't know anybody really in general at a lot of stuff up there. Um, <laughs> that, that being said, Tyler, uh, this is the top 100, 100, the top 100 countdown. <clears throat> this is the third of 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just losing it over here, Tyler. All right. We've already posted 100 down to 82. That was on Friday, December 15th. Uh, you can go back and find that one. Also posted 81 down to 63. That was on December 21st. So, uh, yeah, this one here, uh, 62 down to 44. And then uh, in a couple of days here, we've got 43 down to 25. That will be January the 3rd at noon. 24 down to 6 will be January 9th at noon. And then the top five will come right in a row right after that. One day after another, there's actually like a stretch of like, I think it's like, what did I say, eight days? 
It's a it's a lot. If there's like a bunch of days in a row where there will be a podcast, a new podcast every single day. It's yeah. awesome. And now some of them are going to be short. They're only going to be like 15 minutes. But yeah, it's it's it, I think it's like nine podcasts in 10 days when you consider the uh, the yeah. winter sports wrap up and the um and the awards show the the mm-hmm. the football awards show we've got that too so. Uh, yeah, lots of, if you have a set notifications, you're going to be getting yeah. a lot of notifications around, uh, what would it be January 9th through like, I don't even know, January 18th, something like that. I don't know. Something around there. And don't, don't look at it and go, Oh, I already heard from them. No, no, it's a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to brand new one. one. Yeah. yeah. Every single day. I mean, it's pretty wild. Uh, that being said, Tyler, we've got some names to talk about here. We got 19 names to be specific. Um, what do you say we get right into it? Let's do it. At number 62 on the top 100 countdown, five foot 11, 165 pounds. He's a wide receiver and a cornerback. He's a junior uh, from Seahome. Number one, Colby Chambers. Yeah, saw him play a lot last year. Started at corner last year as a sophomore and was really, really good. I think he was. He might have even been tied for first in the conference in passes defended last year. Um, you know, they had Andre Watson on the other side who led, you know, the county in interceptions last year. So a lot of a lot of time, a lot of teams passed towards Colby Chambers, but he knocked down a lot of passes uh, this year, played a little bit of offense. I didn't see him play offense as a sophomore. So right away, I mean, I saw him, uh, I think in week two, like third play of the game, he catches a long touchdown pass. And I was like, OK, so he could definitely play both sides of the ball. Very, very athletic kid. Um and very, very humble. Uh, you know, I remember pulling him aside to do an interview, like kind of, kind of get a group of the top guys to ask them some silly questions after practice. And he almost kind of seemed like, he's like, you really, you want me, you know, like that. And I, and I love that because uh, sometimes they just, there's a lot of kids that are the exact opposite. They're like, no, you want me, you know? Uh, and he's not like that at all. And I, I really love that about him. Really fun player to watch. Like I said, on offense this year, he, he he contributed a lot more than he did last year. Ten catches for 141 yards and that long touchdown uh, that he had against Blaine that I, I witnessed. Um, I remember after that touchdown pass, the clock at Civic Stadium said something like <laughs> there was like 13 minutes and 48 seconds left. And and so right away, I'm thinking, well, they put the wrong amount of time on the clock yeah. uh, to start the game. And I looked over at Coach Olson, and, and he looked at me, and he goes – well, we just gave up, a, we just broke another record for, we just gave up a touchdown in the quickest amount of time ever in a high school football game, you know, <laughs> so, but uh, at least he had a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Uh, def- defensively, he also had 38 tackles, one tackle for loss, 10 passes broken up, two interceptions, and he returned six kickoffs for 102 yards. Uh, he's a guy that by the time he graduates, he's got a legit chance to break in the Whatcom County record for passes defended. Um he is in the mid twenties right now. I want to say the record's around 33 or 34. Uh, again, that's from what I've gathered. I haven't, you know, seen every game or anything like that, but I'm, I'm collecting more defensive stats. Uh, while I was doing it every day until winter season came around. So, uh, but that, that's a heck of a career. Um, still has another year to go really excited about next year. The Seahome's got so many guys coming back. Uh, to see him, you know, do the same thing again on both sides of the ball is going to be really exciting. Number 61 on the top 100 countdown, six foot three, 195 pounds. He's a defensive end. He's a junior 
from the Blaine Borderites, number 66, ZU. Love watching him come off the ball. Uh, don't know if he's going to ever play offense. I don't think they really need him to play offense. They just say, just just get in a three-point stance or a four-point stance and just and just make stuff happen behind the line of scrimmage. And he's so quick off the ball. You know, we have the ability on huddle to slow it down and look at, you know, who's kind of those first guys getting up. I mean, I always used to say Zach Sitma was like that. It's like he gets off the ball so quickly. Like, he's already, like, making contact with a lineman before some guys are even got their hands off the ground. You know, it's just so fast. And ZU is much is very much like that. Um, but not in the interior line coming off the, you know, defensive end. Uh, he can, he can get through the line. He's got a lot of moves, very athletic, uh, 34 and a half tackles, 11 tackles for loss and three sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Uh, another really polite kid. I mean, anytime I, you know, tag him in anything on Instagram or anything like that. Boom, right away. I get a reply. Thank you very much, Mr. Anderson. Uh, stuff like that. Stuff that you just don't, you don't see a ton of, but it always makes me feel really good about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And, and uh, there's just something about youth sports. That's just, just, I, I love it. And uh, it's players like that, 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 you know, excite me more and more about doing what I do. Number 60 on the top 100 countdown, five foot eight, 157 pounds, wide receiver and corner. He's a senior from Mount Baker High School. It's number 12, Landon Hanstead. Yeah, boy, he's been a favorite of ours for a while, Ryland. We've, you know, we've talked about him over the years when he came in as a sophomore to do some things, uh, and all of a sudden he was making big plays. We'd see this box score, right, with you know, two catches for 83 yards or one catch for 45 yards. It seemed like it just kept happening over and over again. And it wasn't a one hit wonder. He was just making plays over and over again. His numbers were a little down this year as opposed to last year. Uh, catches and yards were still there, but the touchdowns weren't quite there. Uh, but it was a different team this year. They're a little bit more run oriented. Uh, he actually had 13 carries for 86 yards uh, from that wingback spot. And uh, these, you know, that was something that he usually didn't do too much of, uh, but it split out wide 27 catches for 351 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he's ranked up there, you know, career catches for Mount Baker in the top five or six with all the categories, stuff like that on a, on teams that were not, you know, throwing the ball. I mean, they used to throw the ball quite a bit. Those are a lot of those guys that are up there. Start looking at the Roger Van Weerdhuizens and the Mike Perez and stuff like that. Uh, Thomas Barbo, guys like that, but he's up there with some kind of very much run heavy teams. Uh, really just, just strong, fast, really good athlete. Uh, you know, just a great, just a great overall football player and a, a kind of an epitome of a Mount, Mount, of a Mount Baker football player as well. Defense, he had 23 and a half tackles, four passes broken up, one tackle for loss. He had two interceptions that he returned for 17 yards and returned a kickoff for 12 yards. So did a lot of things, uh, rarely, rarely left the field. Number 59 on the top 100 countdown, five foot 10, 170 pounds, wide receiver and corner. He's a junior, excuse me, sophomore from the Linden Lions. Number 22, I'm a big fan, Danny Bowler. Yeah, bright, bright future, big playability. Uh, saw him do a little bit of stuff as a freshman. I remember he had like a reverse. He ran for like 13 yards and, you know, kind of did some stuff. I remember seeing him on the bench as a 
as a varsity freshman on the basketball team. And I just thought, man, you know, I want to see this kid play. I have heard things. I haven't, I just haven't seen very much. I went out to, um, you know, the scrimmage out at Arlington, got to see him do some stuff. I said, okay, he looks pretty good. Go out to practice. You know, coaches are raving about how he's the fastest kid on the team. Uh, he's just, he's just, you know, the more he learns about the game, it's just, it's just going to get better. And then he had these huge games throughout the year, uh, just, you know, where he just have, you know, have a game of like five catches for like 140 yards or something like that. It's like, man. And it wasn't as super consistent, but you could see the glimpses of greatness. And that's what was really cool. Even in that, you know, the game against, against North Kitsap was a huge game that he had, uh, might've been his best game all year. And to do that against that kind of opponent shows me a lot. Uh, he's going to be a big time part of the team going forward. This year, he had 27 catches for 609 yards and six touchdowns, well over 20 yards a catch. Uh, was kind of the third corner on defense. Didn't didn't start, but had a lot of playing time. Did have 14 tackles, uh, one pass defended, one interception that he returned for 22 yards. And then he had seven kickoff returns for 106 yards. Uh, finding way, they're going to find ways to get him the ball. Uh, you know, they're going to lose uh, Cooper Moore, Brady Elsner on the outside on offense. So, and those were the two starting corners. He's going to, he's going to step right in, start both sides of the ball uh, for the next two years and be a big time uh, focal point. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how Linden's offense is next year. Uh, you know, they return Isaiah Oudman. Are they going to, is he going to go straight tight end all the time? Are they going to be run oriented? You know, you still have Brant Hepner throwing the ball, so are they going to throw it even more? You know, it's going to be really interesting, but no matter what they do, he's going to be a huge part of that team. Number 58 on the top 100 countdown, 6 foot, 205, running back, linebacker. He's a junior from Linden Christian. It's number 24, Hollis Owen. One of my big question marks coming into this year with the Lynx was who's going to run the ball. You know, you had Kate Eldridge last year. Once he went down, it almost turned into just throwing the ball. You know, it, it, Jeremiah Wright was kind of the main, you know, guy that would run it. They would, and he would run if something broke down. And I just, I kind of knew they had some guys. I thought maybe it'd be a rotation, kind of a committee. Uh, I didn't know who was going to stand out and be that, be that running back. And after the first game, that loss at Lakeside, I still didn't know. It was still kind of no one really jumped out and, and impressed me. In week two against Archbishop, uh, Hollis Owen just just went off and was really hard to bring down. Was very much he's not going to run away from guys, but he's going to break tackles, run through tackles, pick up the tough yards, and it was awesome to see because that was exactly what that offense needed. They needed, you know, they're going to be in ahead of games a lot and they're going to need to run some clock. And, and I messaged him after that second game. I said, I am super proud of the way you ran the ball. I go, you looked great. Congratulations on a great game. Um, you know, he just, he really stood out and, and he just kind of kept that going, that momentum throughout the rest of the year and had a really good year. Uh, 140 carries for 616 yards and eight touchdowns. He also had four catches for 29 yards, returned eight kickoffs for 59 yards. Um, and again, he was kind of that third inside linebacker. 
Uh, Trey Bosman and Caden Stite on the inside, really hard to get them off the field. But if you need to give them a break, uh, Hollis Owen would be that first guy in it. And the inside linebacker still ended up with 22 tackles, two tackles for loss, <laughs> and two passes broken up in limited time. Uh, you know, he'll probably line up next to Trey Bosman, I would imagine, next year on the inside there. Um, and he'll still be kind of the main ball carrier next year as well. Maybe playing both ways, he'll get, he won't have as many carries. It's tough to say, but uh, he proved that he could kind of carry the load and be a guy that can carry the ball 15 to 20 times a game if needed. Number 57 on the top 100 countdown, six foot three, 230 pounds guard. Defensive tackle, it's junior from the Blaine Borderites. Number 56, Otto Shelton. Coming into this year, I I thought, okay, he'll probably get a spot to start. I didn't know how good he was going to be. Um, got a lot bigger from last year and just kind of kind of filled out in all the right places at the right time. It's kind of everything kind of fell into into you know into favor with that playing right guard. Um, was probably the best overall offensive lineman. And, uh, you know, he had an unfortunate moment uh, halfway through the year where he got a cheap shot uh, against him right off the right in the first play. He retaliated. That's what was seen by the referees. So he was out the rest of that game and he was out the next game as well. But uh, boy, man, from what I heard, you know, even at practice during that week, he was. You know, he was pumping his guys up. He was still doing everything he could and couldn't wait to get back on the field. And, and, uh, and, and boy, he was just, again, I knew about him. I had no clue how good he was going to be. And I love when guys just kind of come out of nowhere and surprise me like that. And, you know, offensively and defensively, defense, he had 16 tackles, three tackles for loss, kind of getting, you know, kind of plugged up there in the middle of everything. But, and that's by and that's missing two full games as well. So, uh, but man, as an offensive lineman, I, you know, he's going to be one of the better, one of the best offensive linemen in Whatcom County next year, uh, going into the season. I think that, you know, they have some young guys on that line, uh, and he's by far going to be the leader of that group next year. I really like, you know, some of those pieces: the Malloy Messenger, Malachi Marillo. Well, that's a lot of M's now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> but it's at, you know, and they've got some, a big you know, eighth grade class coming in. So, you know, Coach Olson's going to be really, you know, excited with those big guys up front and he can coach Lyman very well. So I, I'm really excited about the future uh, for him. And if he takes that next leap that he took this year, uh, he's going to be a big time player next year. Number 56 on the top 100 countdown, five foot nine. 180 pounds. He's a linebacker, a junior from Seaholm. Number 10, Carl Bach. Tyler. It's, yeah. I'm going to throw something out here real quick. Yeah. He's on my early watch list for my fantasy team next year. Go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> that's a that's a good call. Uh, very similar to some of these guys we've been talking about, where I didn't know that much about them at all coming into the season and he filled a huge need kind of like Hollis Owen uh at running back for Lenny Christian is what he meant to the inside linebacker spot at Seaholm a junior coming in <coughs> they graduated some big time players at the inside linebacker and that was the one spot with Seaholm where I just put my hands up and went I don't I don't know at all who they have like at all 
Uh, I didn't know if they were going to have to move Alden Jacobs there. I didn't, I didn't know what they were going to do with that spot at all. And right off the bat, Carl Bach, um, you know, was filled one of that spot. Him and Cooper McAtee filled those inside linebacker spots and were great. Carl Bach just turned into a tackling machine. And every week it seemed like he'd be hovering around double digit tackles. Um, and it's something kind of cool to see a number 10 inside linebacker. You know, <laughs> it's just something I, I, there's something about that that I really like. Um, and, you know, he's one of the strongest kids on the team, if not the strongest, just a kind of one of those workout wonder kind of guys. Uh, not the biggest, but just built really well, can move sideline to sideline, finished the year with 75 and a half tackles, three sacks and two tackles for loss. Like I said, just tackling machine. I mean, there are certain guys, you know, I remember like jet triplet. There were certain guys that just, yeah. if they got their hands on you, they, it was, it was great form tackling. They're never trying to light you up. They're trying to tackle you. They're doing it the right way. I love players like that. Um, and he was like that the entire year. He's going to be a big-time player next year for that Seahome program. I could be wrong here, Tyler. Wasn't Jet Triplett a uh, Cascadia Cougar? I'm not quite sure. He probably was. I think he was because, remember, I picked a bunch of linebackers that had just a boatload of tackles. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, number five. <laughs> number 55 in the top 100 countdown six foot 175 corner quarterback and corner back a lot tougher to say than i expected he's a senior from ferndale number 13 one of our favorites is bishop Utsi. yeah definitely uh one of the best leaders i've ever seen uh commands respect gets it now i'm seeing it on the basketball court as the point guard you see a lot of quarterbacks that are point guards um, and it just is that natural flow. You know, uh, this show will probably be in center field in the baseball team. It might do some pitching as well. Just a great, great, great kid, ultra competitive um, three year starter at corner, second year starting as a quarterback. And then this year they're putting back to return kicks, return punts. Um, talk about doing everything you can do to help your team win um put up pretty good numbers passing the ball 38 of 65 for 680 yards and eight touchdowns when you start getting into that over 10 yards per pass attempt you know that's that's yeah. it i love i love the stat for yards per pass attempt yeah not because per, like completion right. pass attempt Cause yeah because you, you got to be accurate yeah. too got to be accurate down the field. You got to do some good things. And if you're over 10 on that, that's a huge number. Yeah. Uh, and he was that for the year. Also ran the ball a little bit more than last year. I think last year, I don't even know if he had hundred yards total this year. He had 258 yards on 52 carries uh, defensively. He was just, he's just a beast uh, leading the County and 13 passes broken up. He also had three tackles for loss. Definitely one of the better tackling corners uh, that has been around in a while. And I'm talking like he'll pop you. Uh, and, 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 you know, I think I even saw a mouthpiece fly out once when he hit somebody, uh, two forced fumbles, uh, 28 total tackles, he returned 19 kickoffs for 318 yards, seven punts for 74 yards. Again, 
you just don't see that where a guy returns a punt and then is calling, you know, leading the huddle right after that. It just, it's just something you just don't see very often. You know, I, I, I can recall certain guys over the years, but boy, it just doesn't happen very often. Uh, so many great things to talk about with, with Bishop Bootsy and, and uh, it's going to be a, one of those guys personally, I'm going to miss uh, going forward. Just a, a fun kid to cover. Number 54 on the top 100 countdown, six foot two, 200 pounds, tight end and linebacker. He is a junior from the Bellingham Bayhawks. It's number 42, Gabe Van Hofwagen. Another great kid that I've really gotten to know over the years. I, 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 I love to when kids feel um, okay out, I guess I'm trying to think of the right word, but like that they'll just message me and ask me a question out of nowhere, Yeah, you know, and want to engage and ask, and ask good questions. And, you know, um, you know, he asked, and I still haven't gotten back to him about this. We've had a lot of different conversations about stats and different things. Uh, but he asked me about, you know, you know, like that point system I have for defense, Yep. you know, we talked about it a little bit. He's like, well, what's your formula for that? And I was I was on the road or something, so I was like, well, I don't know. I'll get back to it. I still haven't gotten back to him because it's a long formula. I gotta sit down on my computer and get it. But he's interested in that stuff. He he wants to know how other guys are doing, how he stacks up. He he wants to get better. He he has a great drive. Um, last year it was he was thrown into the mix to play quarterback. He's not a quarterback, but he That's right. he had to do it last year. Yeah, and it was just that. it was just not, you know, he's he you know he had poor blocking in front of him to put it bluntly. And it just, he just got beat up. And this year he got bigger, he got stronger and he got moved to tight end and he was fantastic over there. But as a, as a linebacker, he was awesome. And just love to see him playing the positions that he's kind of built to play. He's made to play and do really well at them. Uh, 27 catches on the year for 316 yards and three touchdowns. Then on defense, 60 tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss, three passes broken up, one sack, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and he had an interception that he returned for four yards. Uh, you know, we we talked about how Bellingham graduates all these guys that broke all these records and everything like that, but they returned some key pieces, and he's one of the biggest pieces of that group. Now, I don't know who's going to play quarterback next year. I don't know if it's going to be Eli Good Buffalo. I don't know if it's Ben Leonard. I'm not quite sure who's going to be that. But the guy with the experience is Gabe Van Hoffwagen. But I think that you got to keep him at tight end because he's just so valuable there. And whether if they change to a wing T or whatever they do, he will still be a play a huge role on that offense. But like I said, on defense, he's going to lead that defense next year as well. Great kid, uh, super smart, and it's been really fun getting to know him as well. Heck, they move him, or they go to a wing T. They could use him <laughs> like, uh, like Ferndale used Connor Walker. Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just kind of all over the different, different place yeah. and get get him the ball. You know, it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm really curious for a couple things for Bellingham. Will they be in the conference? Will they play a conference schedule? Yeah. And and what kind of offense are they going to run? I think the defense will be very similar, but uh, there's going to be some. Uh, Big questions that are going to need to be answered come uh, spring ball. Number 53 on the top 100 countdown, six foot two, 165 pounds, quarterback and defensive back. He's a junior 
from the Meridian Trojans, it's number five, Jagger Fife. I'm not sure if there's ever been a quarterback who's put up as good of a season as he has going winless in the conference. It's 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 crazy, and that goes a lot to show about how good the conference is. Uh, he had a big year, but it was just the wins were hard to come by. And um, but what a what an excellent player, another great leader. Um, every time I see, I mean, it seems like we've been talking about him forever, and he's just a junior. Yeah. Uh, every every you know, I was looking back at the old pictures and stuff, and you look at his freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, like the headshots. And he's got a great smile, and it's so funny because like they look identical. It looks like he just put on a different shirt and messed up his hair a different way. Same smile, boom. Same background, looks looks the exact same. But when you see him physically every year, he just keeps filling out and getting bigger and stronger. I mean, he's gained. He's probably gotten an inch taller each year, but he's but he's put on at least ten to fifteen pounds each year as well. And he's still pretty skinny, but. He's strong and he's very athletic. I mean, I'd be willing to say that football is probably his third best sport. And, and uh, that well, says that's a lot. Take, yeah. I was gonna say, that's not to take away from how good he is on the football field. Exactly. And that just explains like kind of how good of an overall athlete he is because he is a great football player, really good defensive back too. He's also in the running to break some records and passes broken up if for a career. Um you know, he's had two interceptions in each of his three years as a defensive back. And, uh, you know, he's done some things that are pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, 140 completions for 1,814 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh, he also ran for 84 yards and two touchdowns. He caught a pass for eight yards, um, 33 and a half tackles, 11 passes broken up, a tackle for loss. I talked about the two interceptions. And then he also had two punts in the last game of the year. He averaged 33 and a half yards of punt. So um, not bad I'm not for sure a guy what... that doesn't normally punt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, Landon Downey's usually the punter. I don't know if he was banged up at that during that last game, but he went back there and punted and did, did great. It doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, we're talking about a kid that as a freshman was thrown in there to play some DB and would play. I think he started the last game of the year at quarterback. Um, and then, you know, go to basketball and he's starting at shooting guard. You go to baseball, he's batting fifth in the lineup, playing third base and pitching. And this is as a freshman. So it's, it's you know, he's he's been part of the spotlight for a long time doing all these sports and excelling. And, uh, you know, it's just fun to watch him grow and get stronger. That arm gets stronger. You know, things can keep happening and get better and better. So uh, that's a good group of juniors that Meridian has. And he's the... He's the leader of that group. Number 52 on the top 100 countdown, 5 foot 10, 166 pounds. Running back and linebacker, he is a junior. Oh, from Mount Baker High School. Sorry, Coach Lepp, I was a little slow there. Uh, it's number 25, Brady Bruland. Big play Brady Bruland. Um, a kid that I knew a little bit about. Last year, he had that kickoff return for a touchdown. So he had those moments of, of kind of those wow moments of of watching him run on turf is like at Blaine was unreal, like the way he would run away from guys. And even like when he runs track, he's not, you know, he's not he's putting these blistering numbers together, but he's a guy that when you put the football pads on, doesn't look like he, he doesn't look like he loses any speed. You know what I mean? Like just looks even faster almost, it seems like. Um you know, 
I know his parents went to high school with both of his parents, both great athletes as well. So it doesn't really surprise me, but it, you know, coming into this year, it was, you know, I knew, I knew Dylan Moa was going to get moved back to running back. And I didn't know for sure who the other running back was going to be. I thought it was probably going to be Brady, but I uh, didn't know for sure. Go to practice. He's filling that role. And I thought, okay, this will be, this will be fun to see. Will he still return kicks? How much will he play on defense? Uh, he really impressed me maybe more on defense. Um because I didn't know how much he was really going to play. They have all those Moas playing linebacker, Sean Duggar playing linebacker. But boy, he would go in there and make some huge plays. He ended up with 48 and a half tackles, four tackles for loss, two passes broken up, and a forced fumble. He also had an interception that he returned 86 yards for a touchdown. That broke a school record for the longest interception return in school history. And they broke a record for the longest kickoff return in school history wow. a few weeks earlier. Uh, with a 98-yarder, finished the year with 15 kickoff returns for 427 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so now he's got three touchdowns in his career. Um, you know, as far as what I've looked up, that's the most. I'm still going back to find stuff, but at least for the last 50 years, that's the most. I know that the Mount Baker record book has other guys, Jeff Curtis and and uh, stuff like that. But I've gone back and looked at those numbers from the mid eighties with Jeff Curtis. And I only see one kickoff return that he ever returned for a touchdown. Um, so there's some discrepancies there, but uh, boy, and he still has another year to go. He also yeah. ran the ball 104 times for 464 yards and three touchdowns. And he was a weapon out of the backfield, nine catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. So he scored a touchdown in four different ways. This, this last year, big, big plays, man. It's just, um, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a struggling year for the Mountaineers, but he was a bright spot that was needed at, at certain points. I mean, he, he made these plays against, you know, that 86 yard interception return was against Lyndon Christian. That 98 yard kickoff return was against Kings. These are state, you know, tournament teams that he's doing this against and, and, uh, really excited to see what his, how the rest of his career unfolds. Number 51 on the top 100 countdown, six foot three, 235 pounds, right tackle and defensive end. A senior from the Nooksack Valley Pioneers, it's number 56, Dalton Hickey. Yeah, boy, put on about 25, 30 pounds of muscle over the year and, and carried it so well. Just it has a knack to get after the quarterback. There are just certain players, we've talked about this, where guys just some reason somehow are can just get to the quarterback they don't engage too much with the guy in front of them they're looking through that guy they're they're finding ways to get through whether it's with you know quick feet quick hands um you know just power uh speed he he kind of has a little bit of everything he's very very strong but he's also he's a basketball player he's very he's got quick feet he, he he's athletic he can move uh and you love that with your with your defensive end uh as an offensive tackle uh man that offensive line was amazing and i love that he was able to get some love in the conference by being named an all-conference offensive lineman uh tough to do when you know there's tons of all-state guys you know lined up next to you and the rest of the conference is really good uh, finished the year with 20 and a half tackles, seven and a half sacks, three passes deflected at the line of scrimmage, 
two tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. He also had an interception that he returned for 14 yards. I thought it was going to go for a touchdown. Uh, that was pretty close there. I think it was that first state playoff game. But, uh, boy, just underrated, kind of the uns- one of the unsung guys on that loaded Pioneer team. And uh, I had to, just an awesome senior year and kind of had that the projection that I was hoping for happened for him. And I'm just so glad that he had such a great year. We were at the midway point, Tyler. So number 50 on the top wow. 100 countdown, five foot nine, 150 pounds, wide receiver and safety. Just a sophomore from the Bellingham Bayhawks. It's number 21, Owen Hanstead. What a year. Um yeah. You know, started the year with, you know, how many weeks in a row did he have an interception? Like five or six? Something crazy like that. I, I don't know, uh, but we did not pick him nearly enough in the fantasy with with what he was putting up. You're right. And it was just, it was crazy because it was, it was just so consistent. And I think it was the Blaine game where that, where it stopped. Um, And it was just a torrential downpour of a game. So it kind of. You know, it's tough to intercept the pass sometimes when it's like that. But he had four that he could have intercepted. Like two that he had. One that was pretty close and one would have been really hard. But, and it was almost like, he. it was almost like getting into his head, All you know, it seemed like. But then as the season wore on, he, he did it. He got some more. He had seven interceptions on the year. Led Walken County. Returned him for 88 yards. Great athlete and and tough as nails not the biggest kid five nine one fifty but a guy that you know he's the holder he ended up punting some when (laughs) when uh holden bates got hurt like he's the guy that's gonna do whatever's needed you know i think even last year i think even like he was the holder last year and then he ended up having to kick an extra point too so then they had to like call timeout to who's the backup holder you know because he's just do both yeah, right. That'd be tough. He held, held his own kick. Held his own kick. Yeah, and he was doing these things as a freshman. You know, now oh. as a sophomore, took on more of a, a leadership role. Uh, unbelievable defensive player, and and is going to kind of take over. I think that Josh Toll spot at wide receiver, that the um, uh, the slot receiver spot, because yeah. he because he's just that good. He he's a guy that could, you know, just get open, and you could rely on him. He did have seven catches on the year for 65 yards. How about that? He has as many catches as he had interceptions. Uh, also on defense, 49 tackles, 10 passes broken up, three tackles for loss. How about that? Three tackles for loss, and he still had seven interceptions and one fumble recovery. Returned three kickoffs for 28 yards. Returned a punt for 12 yards. He filled in as the punter and averaged 34 yards of punt on seven punts. Um, and don't be surprised if he ends up playing quarterback next year, because he's just that kind of guy that you can trust. Yeah. You know, if these other guys aren't, aren't ready, you know, that happens sometimes where like, I know who the next quarterback is. I know who the backup is. I know, I know those things. And then I go into like summer practices or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, they're putting him at quarterback. Well, that makes sense. That that's exactly how it would turn out for Owen Hanstead. Like I could totally see myself going and going, Oh, they're putting him at quarterback. That makes sense because that's the, you know, that's just the that that's that kind of kid. And and um boy, he could be really valuable as a receiver, but quarterback touches the ball every play, man. 
you know, just like the center. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, you know, you know what I mean? And yeah, so it's oh, like, you, uh, I know. Yeah, you know. And so it's just really, really curious about what the future is going to hold. I know what I got defensively. Um, you know, I think Ethan Fields intercepted 15 passes for Blaine uh, history. I don't know if that's the school record. It's got to be pretty close. But uh, Owen Hanstead, who had a pick six as a freshman in week one, and then he, you know, had seven interceptions this year. He's just one of those ball hawk, the ball, the Bayhawk ball hawk. You know, that's why I started calling him. And and, uh, and then I started seeing and getting put in the Bellingham Herald a few weeks later. But that's a different story. But but what a what a what, what a player. And uh, I love his attitude on the field. Competitive. Uh, great, great year for him. Can we uh, can we trademark that? Like, how does that work? Yeah, well, I'll look into it. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Number 49 on the top 100 countdown, six feet tall, 195 pounds, running back and defensive end. He's a senior from the Ferndale Golden Eagles. It's number 23, Phoenix Finkbonner. Yeah, one of our favorites. You yep. know, been talking about him for a long time. This could be the, <clears throat> I'm not going to say the last Finkbonner, but it could be the last one for a little while because I'm not quite sure of any of them coming up. Um, but. Boy, Swiss Army knife. I mean, yeah. so many different things. Uh, I'm so glad he got his chance to run the ball this year. Because when he would come in as a junior, even as a sophomore, he would have moments where you kind of go, oh, this kid's going to be good. But I just, he was buried behind some dudes. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really know if he was going to get that chance. With Zach Nielsen playing tennis, that kind of opened up that spot, that halfback spot, quite a bit. Um, and I'm so glad that he was able to take it and just dominate with it. I mean, he ran for 672 yards and 11 touchdowns. And he ran hard, man. It was it was so cool to see. Uh, that kid just has one, that, that one, you know, speed. There's all full go all the time. I've never seen a guy who kicked off that made as many tackles as the kicker on the kickoff team as him. And it's not even close. I mean, he, he seemed to get like, you know, probably 40% of them on kickoffs. And I'm not talking like where they'd break through the line. Like he's going down there and making the tackle. Uh, that was fun to see over the years. He also had two catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. That was fun seeing him kind of break out of the backfield, catch a pass and take it for 40 yards for a touchdown. It was awesome. And then, learning a new position on defense, you know, pl playing linebacker, you know, every year and then being switched to defensive end this year to help the team, make the team better. You love that in a kid, 26 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss and two sacks uh, was the kicker for the first half of the year at 10 extra points and a field goal. And, but he did punt the entire year averaging just over 30 yards of punt, a punt boy. Again, one of our favorites, awesome career, awesome season, and uh, you know, gonna gonna miss gonna miss watching him play football. It's just a guy again, another one of those kids that rarely left the field, and uh, yeah, definitely gonna miss him next year. Number forty-eight on the top one hundred countdown, five foot eight, one hundred and fifty pounds. He's a strong safety, just a sophomore from the Seahome Mariners. It's number four, Hudson Neff. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, another one that's uh, on my uh, watch list for next year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, got to see him a little bit last year. 
last game of the year against Cascade, they put him into return kicks. And boy, he was all of five, five, 120 pounds, maybe as a freshman and returning kicks and not having a problem with it. Tough pops right up. Um, and I was like, okay, okay. I, I see that. I remember seeing his brother Carson as a freshman uh, playing corner against, you know, six, five Linden receiver, you know, and Carson was five, six. I mean, it was, just, <laughs> you know, you just go out there and you just give it all you got, you know? Um, and so, and then I saw him play baseball, you know, a natural middle infielder, but he started in center field on the varsity team as a freshman. And, and played great, you know, it was batting leadoff for most of the year, batted second some of the time. And coming into this year, I knew they had so many of these skill guys, especially the defensive backs. I mean, they're just loaded defensive backs, seal mariners. And I I I even mentioned him when I was interviewing Coach Young and after the August practice, and we were going over guys and stuff like that, and he was rattling names of guys off. And I I think I brought up yeah, you got Hudson Neff, and he was like, yeah, Huddy, and this guy, and that guy, and I just kind of thought, like, is he getting, maybe he's getting lost in a shuffle, maybe he's not quite big enough yet, but boy, right around week three or four, somewhere in there, he got put into the starting lineup at safety, and he might have been the leading tackler in all those games ever since then, except for maybe one, and, and he would, and when you're small, sometimes you have to come up with creative ways on how to tackle. And sometimes it's just kind of throwing your body a certain way in a controlled way, but you know you're going to trip up the runner, you know, or or whatever. You, you do whatever you have to do. And when he was, you know, not able to maybe make the proper tackle, he'd still make the tackle. You know what I mean? Like he – he and he saw plays. He he reacted so fast, and they couldn't get him out of there. Finished the year with 81 tackles, and I think he only started six games, seven games, something like that. I mean, it's just crazy numbers. Three and a half tackles for loss, two passes broken up, uh, returned nine kickoffs for 147 yards as well. I don't know if he's going to play much offense coming up. I mean, he could be like a slot kind of kid. Um, <laughs> You know, you just you don't know, but boy, they found something special at the strong safety spot uh, for the next few years, and Hudson Neff's a great one. Number forty-seven in the top one hundred countdown, six foot five. It's got to be the tallest one on this list, or, or so far, or not so far, but this group of nineteen here. Uh, it looks like it. Six foot five, two hundred and fifty-two pounds, right tackle, defensive end, just a junior. From the Meridian Trojans, it's number 62, Lincoln Hofer. Yeah, um, he's a kid that colleges are going to want to look at, not just because of the size that obviously stands out, but he's athletic. He's super strong, one of the faster kids on the team. We're talking, I mean, defensive end, but stand-up outside linebacker at times. Uh, Just great speed can make can take over possessions on defense a lot of the times I mean there'll be there was a time against Kingsway Christian where he made two plays in a row one was a sack the next one was a tackle for loss and it just kind of changed the momentum of the game it was just boom boom right in the middle of the field it was a close game it was like the second quarter and 
it just went completely towards Meridian the rest of the way. And, and, and when he's standing out there, especially next to, you know, Josh Nomer, Kelly Gray, where he's like a foot taller than these guys, he really stands out, but, and he gets keyed on a lot. I don't know if I've seen a player held as much as him and not being called for it. Um, and I, and I don't see those things usually, but it stood out. Like he was getting pulled, you know, you see the Jersey getting pulled, especially when he's coming off the edge. Um, man, it seemed like it happened a lot and it got called every once in a while, but it looked like he was held constantly. Um, and then his right tackle on the, on that offensive line, again, it's like, it's that great young offensive line, but he is the pillar. He is the man. Um, very uh, just so athletic and can get for being six five he can get down he can get into you know he, he knows the leverage game uh incredibly strong 29 and a half tackles 14 tackles for loss that that's near the top uh four passes deflected i mean those big long arms uh there was one where he deflected it and the ball went out of the screen i'm watching on huddle and <laughs> It went. I mean, it just went out of the screen. I couldn't even see it anymore. It went so far in the air. It's like me swatting uh, my nephew in a game of like hallway basketball. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. exactly. I mean, he he can just become dominant at times. And and uh, boy, if he, you know, if he just keeps getting bigger and stronger and faster, uh, that's going to be really scary for those opponents next year because he's just he's that kind of athlete and. And uh, really excited to see how that growth goes. I mean, I remember him as a freshman. They got put into the fire right away at guard, you know, and because they just needed guys, you yeah. know, him and Jackson. I remember Earl, you but, telling me about him then. Yeah, just those two guys had to be playing at guard right away. And it was just kind of like, well, here we go. And 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 that's what's fun about that is you, you get to grow into that spot where now you're the dominant player. And uh, next year it's going to be. It's going to be a fun year to watch him as he develops and keeps dominating. Number 46 in the top 100 countdown, 5'10", 180 pounds, just a safety. Only one side of the ball here. He's a senior from the Linden Lions. It's the young man that gave us the intro, number seven, Zach Welch. Yeah, it's a kid that I think as a sophomore uh, saw me at practice, or maybe it was after a game, and he's like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. How come you don't follow me? And I was like, I don't, I don't know who I that don't is. Know who you are. And then I look on the roster. I go, okay, Zach Welch. Okay, okay, I'll keep that in mind, and uh, and we'll see how he does. And he would do little things when the JV guys would come in, and he'd return a punt here, or he would do, you know, he'd play some defense or something like that. And last year it was, he was, you know, it was kind of that next tier of guys. And boy, they had that great secondary. You know, they yeah. just they were so good. And I didn't know who were going to be the next guys coming in. And I heard, okay, he's going to start at safety. I said, okay, that makes sense. He's kind of that, he's kind of that next group, but we'll see how he, we'll see how he is. You know, I don't know. And boy, every week, the improvement, every single week. I mean, he turned into a player that see some safeties you could like at the high school level, you could watch and you could go, now he could probably play corner too. Or you look at a guy and go, well, he could probably play linebacker. He was a guy that like, could legitimately play either and even even at linden i think he could have been a inside linebacker at linden which they're asked a lot to do but they really needed him at safety as well and he was just such a physical player that could come up and make plays and um man just a kid that 
waited until his senior year, got an opportunity, ran with it, made the most of it. I just, I, I know I keep talking about that, but I, I love that so much. And it's those kinds of players that open my eyes. They make, you know, all conference teams. I think he was an all conference second team de- defensive back. Oh, by the way, Hudson Neff was too all conference second team defensive back. So good for him as well. But uh, it, just a really, really great year for a kid that didn't have a lot of experience playing varsity up until this year. Uh, this year he had 48 and a half tackles, one tackle for loss, three passes broken up, and a fumble recovery. He also had an interception. I believe it was in that in that North Kitsap game. Um, he's going to be playing in that Cleats versus Cancer game. Uh, so cool to see a kid that uh, I didn't know anything about two years ago. You know, he knew me. I didn't know him. And all of a sudden, the whole conference knows him. And I, I love that development. And he had a great, great senior year. Number 45 on the top 100 countdown, six foot, 250 pounds, running back and linebacker. He's a junior from the Bellingham Bayhawks. This young man is cold-blooded. It's number 44, Tyler Frost. <laughs> Frost, I got you. Yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah, that was good. Uh, boy, yeah, Earl Campbell in high school. That's, you know, he doesn't didn't carry the ball a ton, but man, just, I don't know if players were afraid to tackle him oh, or they just i mean it was, it was a business there was, decision oh big time you know it was it was interesting to watch you know you see that in like fourth grade football or like peewee football like the first year yeah. with with pads where you just give it to the big kid up the middle and guys are bouncing off them or dragging off them or whatever and you just don't see that that much in varsity football and and yeah, he just it's hard to go low on him. He can get low. Um but he's not going to he's not a guy that's going to carry the ball 15 times a game. That's just not really his game. He's so valuable in defense. Got to keep him fresh for defense. They had Holden Bates. But they they kind of went into like a a mode sometimes where they would try to run some clock or do some heavy formation stuff with extra tight ends or you know, extra, you know, they bring in a fullback sometimes with a uh, Hunter Bryant Pearson. They, they, they do some things where they needed a yard and that's the guy you want to go to 63 carries for 400 yards, nine touchdowns. So you scored a touchdown every seven carries, uh, definitely a goal line type of guy, right? He had a, he had a carry early in the year where, and it was a close game. I'm trying to remember who it was against. It might've been Meadowdale. I can't remember where, it was a really close game. He broke off like a 60 yard run down the left sideline and showed the speed. That's not really known in his game. And it was called back with from, for a penalty. And you could tell he was gassed. He was, he was just walking back into the sideline after that. And it was like, man, he put forth so much effort for that to be called back. And it was kind of behind the play, but they really need him on defense. And 61 and a half tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, one pass deflected and interception. He's getting close to 30 tackles for loss in his career already. He's got another year to go. There's not a lot of guys in Whatcom County history that have over 30. He's getting pretty close to that number. Um, You know, I just wish he would wrap up a little bit more. (laughs) He's, he's definitely one of those lights you up in the middle of the field type of guys, but uh, he loves to hit. And I get that. But man, um, as he keeps 
developing, you know, and, and you and I have talked about, you could see a college saying, we want you, but you're going to be a defensive tackle. You have natural speed, yeah. but you're, you're a big kid. You get up to like 280, we put some muscle on you and you play some defensive tackle. Kind of like Washington State might, did with Bryson Lamb. Yeah. You take a good natural big <clears throat> kid, get him bigger, and like he already has Brandon the speed. Brandon you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Thick, but can move. And like, yeah. when you look at him, you just go, that guy shouldn't be moving like that. Right, right. Exactly. And I think that, you know, that's a, that's a great comparison. And I, you know, I'm not sure if he'll be, you know, the last two years, he's been a valuable piece as a running back, but he hasn't been the featured back. You know, they had Logan Steves, then they had Holden Bates this year. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Tyree Jackson will be that guy next year for Bellingham, but because you, you need that guy on defense, but maybe Frost will be ready for it and just be a big time two way player next year. Again, a lot of it depends on the kind of offense they run, but oh what a fun, you imagine what a if, fun if they go run heavy him. and just yeah. pound him straight forward. Good Lord. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that, that could be, he could be the fullback in the wing T, you know, yeah. where he just Running dive belly. and trap yeah. belly. Yeah. Right. So oh. we'll see. It's going to be fun. It's a guy again that we've seems like we've talked about a lot over the years. He's had, you know, just had some, Fun seasons again. He's just one of those players that, you know, when he's in the game, he, it's hard to keep my eyes off him and and uh, exciting to watch. The last one for this podcast. It's number forty-four in the top one hundred countdown. Six foot four, one hundred and ninety pounds, wide receiver and safety. <clears throat> he's a senior from the Linden Christian Lynx. Number fourteen, Tyson Bima. Yeah, just super athletic, mm. uh, rangy, gamer serious so serious on the field uh you can see it i mean i was i've i went to holy cow five or six linden christian games this year and there were three of them in a row where i at at home those saturday games where i was up in the booth and i'm just sitting up there by myself and it's so weird because when you're up there you can hear what's going on really well you know, in a in a strange way, you can hear the chatter on the sideline, on the field, that like you can't really hear from the crowd because you're sitting next to people, you hear the cheerleaders, you hear the band. But when you're up in the booth and there's an open window, it seems like you can really hear things. And you know, he was kind of that. I could hear him. I could I could hear how serious he was, getting his team together, especially on defense. Like just like he, I don't even know how to explain it. Like he would corral them and be and be like come on guys and he was just kind of like that that motivator on the field and uh that that was that was awesome to see you know a mismatch offensively at six foot four uh and played a lot in the slot you know at that size uh really good at finding a hole in the zone defense and picking up the first down which is awesome to see obviously provides a huge target um, I think he's been, you know, I don't know for sure, but I, I think he's been getting some looks. I don't know if he posted something on Twitter about, uh, getting us an offer somewhere, but, uh, boy, what, what a great player, uh, 33 catches for 360 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and then on defense, 32 and a half tackles, three tackles for loss, Seven passes broken up. He also had an interception, a fumble recovery. Uh, just 
you know, a, a, a guy that you see that size and you go, man, I can make something out of this. He was an all conference first team selection as a wide receiver, but man, even a, I, he might even be a better safety. He just, a, just a, a good overall two way player. And, uh, a big, big reason why Lyndon Christian was able to make it to the quarterfinals. Linfield, Tyler. Linfield, that's right. That's right. Yes, that was uh, well, it was about a month ago as we record this. Uh, so a little while back, but uh, yeah, Linfield. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, just like I said earlier, I, it's a fun group of guys that, you know, some veteran guys that feel like they've been on the list for a while. Uh, you know, kind of moving around here and there with a bunch of kids that came out of nowhere. And, you know, the Otto Sheltons and Carl Box and those kinds of guys. I just, you know, I love those kind of players that when I do that preseason all-conference team, I always put a little thing in there, too, where I say, and if you're not named on this, then show me how stupid I am. Like, I want to know because – I'm going to miss guys. I'm always going to miss guys. And now we just saw a bunch of them that I would have never named on my first, second or third team. And they proved me wrong. And I love that. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players that put in a ton of work to get where they are. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about those like preseason lists too, where it's like some of those guys should not have been on there. Yeah. You know, like, like you didn't do anything previously so it's pretty hard for us to put you into anything you know and yeah. uh, it's always funny when i see people like oh this guy was snubbed this guy was snubbed and it's like bro he played four total varsity snaps last year like <laughs> no, no, no about snubbed like it, it's yeah. a little hard to project something when somebody hasn't done anything yet um let's see here tyler uh just a reminder we've got some podcasts coming up um the weekly uh winter sports wrap-up is uh, going full full bore now tyler and uh, I'm, I'm having a little fun with that one. I, I like that one so far. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the 43 down to 25. That is our next one. That is coming up on January 3rd at noon, uh, followed by 24 down to 6. That will be January 9th at noon. So, uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, this has been the Top 100 Countdown, sponsored by Anytime Fitness. Three locations, Ferndale, Linden, and Linden North. He's Tyler Anderson of Watcom Preps, WatcomPreps.com. I'm Ryland Spencer. You've been listening to episode 225, the third of 10 podcasts in the Top 100 Countdown. Here on the Watcom Preps podcast, we'll talk to you in a couple of days.